Evelyn. Hello, everyone. Glad to be here. We're very, very, very honored and glad to have you. Natalia Nolan has been an interpreter and translator for over 30 years. She holds a master's degree in the English language and literature and PhD in linguistics. She has been teaching English and translation interpretation in institutions of higher education for over 35 years. She also has extensive administration experience, having served as a high school vice principal, international relations office director at the university, and a provost of the Institute of Foreign Languages. Currently, she is offering AAS and level two certificate programs in translation and interpretation, which she personally developed at Houston Community College. She has performed governmental, technical, and literary translations and has served as an interpreter in technical, business, and governmental arenas. Currently, Natalia also holds the position of HITA president, is a member of ATA and Texas Chapter of Women in Localization, and is also an advisory board member in Translation Commons. That is a very extensive uh, biography. Lots of translation activities. Yes, you are um, eminence in, in what comes to uh, translation and interpretation. And that's the reason I invited you because um, I want to let our viewers know that the reason or actually the way I met you was to I contacted you actually to get some um, knowledge about what path should I take with my career and you very generously just gave me all the information I needed to start on my track. So I don't know if you would like to share now with us, how did you start? Well, <laughs> I started uh, like, you know, I went to the university and I graduated with uh, a uh, master's degree in English and literature, and I started teaching and translating and interpreting because my minor was translation. So that's, I, I just, I have been doing this all my life, mm -hmm. teaching and uh, translating and interpreting. And this is what makes your life so very much interesting because you can do one thing and translation and interpretation always gives you some diversity. That's, that's absolutely true. Um, so you always were interested in translation then. What, what, oh, what was your idea when you just first started about it? Well, uh, I actually, as long as I remember myself, I wanted to be a linguist and I wanted to be a translator. I wanted to connect people. So, and this is, what I'm doing. I mean, this is, I started dreaming about that since I was 11, I think. So this is just, I always do what I want and I don't do what I don't want. I so. love that. That's women power. <laughs> absolutely. <laughs> yes. Absolutely. Um, so you've been doing this for 30 years. That's a long time. A lot of experience, as you have said. And currently, you are um, the coordinator, well, you're the creator, and right now the coordinator at the Houston Community College program. Um, you founded this program when? Uh, I, it started in 2015. I started thinking about that a little bit earlier, because when I came here to the United States, 
you know, from the position of a provost. I just started as an adjunct instructor and I taught composition one. And so while I was teaching, I was living here, I thought, hmm, how strange. Uh, Houston is such as it's a melting pot of different cultures, different languages, and no one is teaching translation or interpretation. And I knew that one needs to learn how to do that. It's not enough to know two languages, to be bilingual. You have to learn how to do that. There are lots of techniques and skills that a person needs to acquire to be a qualified and high-quality translator or interpreter. And so I suggested the program to Houston Community College. And guys, you can't imagine how long it took me to convince them that this is worth doing. So, but anyway, so I went through all of that. And eventually, we started with an advanced technical certificate program, which was a one-year and it was only for people who already had uh, a degree, some kind of a degree. While I started delivering this program, I started getting phone calls from people, you know, high school graduates who didn't have any degree, but they wanted to get the same, the same education. And so I thought, okay, hmm. So let's move it to certificate level two and then let people without degree a degree also to enter the program. And then while those students started studying, they said, oh, we're interested in the in associate. And so then I just created uh, the third version. So basically we are offering now the associate degree in applied science and translation and interpretation and certificate level two. Okay, that is very interesting. And I would love to know all about the two programs that you're offering, which one do you, would you like to show us? Which one would you like to start with? You know, I actually have prepared a presentation mm, perfect. about it. So, and if you don't mind, I would just share it with you. Go ahead. Because I'll tell you everything about uh, the program. So I'm going to share my screen with you. Okay. Because so, yeah, great. So now I'm moving to slideshow. Um, the beginning. Okay. All right. So can you see it now in the slide mode? Mm -hmm. Slideshow? Good. Yes, we do. Okay. So, and here is the, the, the very famous quote from Nelson Mandela. If you talk to a man in a language he understands, that goes to his head. If you talk to him in his, in his language, that goes to his heart. So basically, this should be our interpreters and translators mantra. And of course, I'm probably preaching to the choir here. Uh, <laughs> everyone knows that, but still. So uh, translation and interpretation is a multi-billion business. And especially in Houston, when we speak here 145 languages, we have 40 foreign government uh, maintain their uh, trade and commercial offices. Uh, there are 23 foreign banks, diverse culture, and so on and so forth. And translators and interpreters are in high demand worldwide. So clients can be located anywhere in the world. You can be located 
right here, and you still can serve them. And we all know that the difference between interpreter and translator, like oral translation, spoken word, and written word. Now, translators and interpreters need to be professionals. You can't operate on a patient just because you can hold a scalpel. The same thing is with us. You can't translate or interpret just because you are bilingual. Intensive credit hour training program in Texas. Basically, we are unique for Texas because uh, as opposed to other programs that, for example, most of the programs that are taught, I mean, translation programs, they are Spanish-English. But we have students with different languages. Plus, this program has been accredited by THECB, Texas Higher Education Coordinating Board, and South Association of Colleges and Schools, again, accreditation board. So our students, this is actually the group of people from the very first uh, cohort that, that we had. And there are also our guests. You probably can see their I familiar faces, them, right? Oh, yes. <laughs> so, so again, so the, the feature of our program is any language. So we, we have had Spanish, Russian, French, Arabic, Korean, Urdu, Hindi, Norwegian, Portuguese, Chinese, Vietnamese. So now another thing is that each cohort uh, has at least, at least so far, has had at least one blind student. That is, so, can I, can I uh, uh, interrupt yes. you for just a brief Absolutely. second right there? Because mm -hmm. that is amazing. Mm -hmm. I think that is so valuable. When I went to the Faculty of Foreign Languages in Peru, mm -hmm. we had some Chinese students. We had some blind students as well. And the way that they learn with the Braille system, it is mind-blowing and it expands your knowledge as an interpreter and a translator so much. Exactly. So, it's a very rich pot that you have there. Yeah, um, but only learn. now, actually, they learn with a different system. They also, because, you know, technology advances, they have JAWS now. JAWS is a system that reads to them everything that is on the screen. Beautiful. So, yes, that's amazing. So since 2015, we have had eight cohorts. And we don't have huge cohorts. That's from like 10 to 15 maximum students. And all our students are working. Even during these kind of difficult COVID times, still. So program overview. I will show you. Um, so this is, so did I blow it up? Do you see it? Yeah, we can see it. Uh -huh. We don't see okay. all the way down, but, okay. but yes, I will. I will. I will just scroll it. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Okay. So this is the certificate program. So of course we have uh, it, it, uh, this. Uh, the certificate level two program um, takes uh, three semesters. Uh, no, if you do it kind of in a leisurely way, uh, you can do it faster. <laughs> Uh, but uh, I actually recommend to do it in three semesters because this way you don't, you know, overload yourself and so on. Um, so we have learning framework. Now, the uh, thing is that if you are a school, a high school graduate, 
you need to take a TSI test, college readiness test, in order to get into this program. Okay, so and then again for high school students, it's learning framework, composition one, that's for sure. Now, if you have a degree, you don't have to take learning framework and you don't have to take TSI as a uh, as an entrance exam. Now we have uh, fundamentals of the theory and practice of translation and interpretation, writing, editing and revising for translation, intercultural communication, that's in the first semester. And then we move to the second semester and we start being more specific. So medical terminology for translation and interpretation, which our students take with medical students. So this is a tough course because they, they, their instructors don't make any difference between nurses and uh, our students. Interpreters. <laughs> however, however, when I talked about that to um, uh, Cesar Palacio, who is a language access director in Mendy Anderson, and he said, you know what, that's a great course because when new students come to us for their internship, we know that they're your students because they understand uh, what they are interpreting. It's a plus. Absolutely. So now technology for translation and interpretation, we teach special software, actually several types of software for that legal terminology, terminology management and research, and then we go specific, language specific, fundamentals of specialized written translation, uh, science and tech and commercials, where we teach oil and gas contracts, subtitling and supertitling. Supertitling for those who don't know, that's for opera. That's when supertitles go over the stage. Uh, then fundamentals of specialized written translation legal. Mostly we teach translation of the documents for immigration, which is always in demand. And then uh, we go to the third semester and we teach fundamentals of specialized written translation medical, introduction to interpreting legal, introduction to interpreting medical, and introduction to interpreting simultaneous. So we teach the basics of conference interpreting. And then there are two capstone courses, advanced project in translation and the internship. The inter we provide the internship and the internship is taken in modules because we want our students to go to specific places, like for example, to either HCCTV to practice subtitling or Houston Grand Opera to uh, practice supertitling or to master with services to run around to hospitals and so on and so forth. So to, we want them to try all the skills we have taught them. Yeah, you're basically covering all the fields for interpretation mm -hmm. and translation. Uh, that are not all of them, but the ones that are really in demand, especially right. here. Mm -hmm. okay. Yes. Um, so, yeah. So, could you tell and, us a little bit more about the mm -hmm. internship program? Yes, I actually have a special slide for that. Perfect. So I will just I will just tell you a couple of words about the AAS, which is actually the same thing. I mean, we added only two subjects to translation, two courses, two translation courses. If you uh, look here, introduction, introduction to general, oh, sorry, need to go back. Introduction to general linguistics in the first semester. 
And uh, another course is, um, oops, localization and audiovisual translation. Localization is where the money is right now. So we are teaching that as well. So the basics of, we touch upon localization in technical translation course, but we expand right here. And I don't know if you know Veronica de Michelis, some of you may know, but she actually is teaching this course. It's a great course. The students just love it. Who, who was that again? Veronica de Michelis. Of course, yes. Mm -hmm. Yes, of yes. course I know Veronica. Yeah. Okay. So, and uh, everything else is just 15 credit hours of mandatory courses required by the, tax, uh, by the, the state of Texas in order to award uh, the associate degree. So, okay, now the internship, answering the internship question. So we have a, we have a special course, which is called internship. 144 hour internship. And it can, as I said, it consists of several modules. The students are practicing uh, what we have taught them. So students have unique opportunity, as I said, to go to HCC TV for subtitling and interpretation. This year, we also helped uh, Houston Community College adult uh, teaching uh, program. They wanted us to um, do a voiceover uh, and translation for their slides. We also always work with Christ Clinic, and we are now in the process of localizing their website. And we also work with Tech Trans International. Tech Trans International is um, uh, kind of my pride. Uh, unfortunately, not too many people can get for the internship there because you need to be the citizen and so on and so forth. But these, uh, this is the company that serves NASA. And so some students take the internship with them if they, you know, uh, fit their requirements. Uh, now, we also shadow at federal court. And the federal court staff interpreter, Ramon de Villar, uh, also lectures uh, to our students before that shadowing. Um, now, we and the students take the internship with Master Word Services, different types of assignments, including interpreting for MD Anderson Immigration Services, and so on and so forth. That is amazing. So, yes, so we, th this year, it's again, it's kind of, wow, we, uh, our students translated um, right before the um, virus. <laughs> In November, they translated opera cues for Houston for Houston Grand Opera, and they, and they were credited. Wow. It was on the second page of the magazine. It said translators in terms of translation and interpretation program. That's another big pride right there. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. And they will put it on their resume, by the way. Of course. So yes. that is that is quite impressive. Uh, I mean, personally just looking at tech trends which mm -hmm. anyone who's fascinated with stars and space uh work currently mm -hmm. i mean that would yeah. be a goal and the other thing is federal court 
Um, yes. That is a big interest, I think, all over the, the country, the United States. I know for other countries, it's usually more into the conference. So like Telemundo and localization would be, would be a little better. Along those lines, we have a question from someone, uh, from a viewer. It's Teddy Estudillo. Mm -hmm. And I think she's in Mexico, and she's asking if she could apply to this program as an international student. Absolutely. She can do two things. One, she can apply as an international student, come here. I have lots of international students. So that's one thing. Another thing is that, for example, during the COVID and so on, she still can apply as an international student online, because this is what I'm starting now. So then it, it actually gives an opportunity uh, for the students who either don't have the money to spend. So the idea of the online for international students is that if the person doesn't have all the money to pay for the insurance here, to pay for, you know, for their living and so on and so forth, they can take like 90% of the program at home just as an online student and then come here and take the internship that or great. take some classes that they're they're interested in right right and i am i'm assuming that with all these current scenarios that are happening and that are probably gonna keep happening with within right. the next semester um you just told us that you're kind of moving to online teaching. It's, it's kind of, I'm doing the whole, actually all the courses in this program are hybrid. 50% in class, 50% online. However, I have now put also the whole program online as well, because I have students from Kazakhstan who are interested and they don't want to come. Right. Or oh, they do want to come, but they don't want to spend the whole time here because it's expensive. Right. The two okay. years here. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So you can, you can come for some time, you know, to get the, the taste of the United States, to get the taste of the internship of working and so on. So it's, um, or for example, as I said, they can see, okay, so I would like to take medical uh, in the United States. So, okay. Come and take medical here. Well, it's an all-around quite solid program that anyone interested in interpreting or translating should definitely keep on the radar and mm -hmm. uh, most likely uh, register for, for one of your classes. Now, I'm going to maybe ask you, I don't know if it's a tough question, mm -hmm. but who do you think now being the students for the certificates, uh, two certificate versus the students for the, for the associate's degree? It all depends on what you want to do. Mm -hmm. Because as I said, the difference is only uh, professionally. Right. It's only in two courses. Introduction to general linguistics and uh, localization and audio visual, video, visual translation. Yeah. So localization and uh, so you can take for example a certificate and no one can preclude you from taking one course like localization and so on and just add it to your transcripts but you will get the certificate so if you want to get a degree just it, it just depends on what you want to do 
Right. So for instance, yeah. I already have a degree, right? Um, right. And I, I am a lawyer, let's say, or I'm a doctor yeah. mm -hmm. and I want to travel or emigrate to another country, not necessarily in the United States, but maybe in Europe. Right. I can take the course. It's going to give me more opportunities when I get to that country to find Absolutely. more job until I get to where I, I used to do or right? Yeah. whatever I want. Mm -hmm. Yes. Yeah. But again, so a lot, what happens, I can tell you, uh, just frankly speaking, that yeah. what happens is that students start with a, a lot of students start with um, a certificate, especially those who have already, uh, you know, earned something like an associate in something and so on. But then over the time, okay, so maybe I will move to change the, the, the degree plan and move to an associate. Okay, so for me, certificate is great. The associate is great. It depends on the students' plans. Well, you are you you are forming linguistics first, first of all, mm -hmm. and I guess that most of your students kind of fall in love with this beauty of interpreting and translating. Absolutely. And Especially, yes. Okay, go ahead. Go ahead. I'm sorry. so sorry. Um, <laughs> just a little nugget. I was talking to my sister who still lives in Peru, and I was telling she was telling me how many institutes, like technical institutes, now they are opening up and they are teaching translation and interpretation. It's a big uh, business over there in South America, apparently. But I was telling her the importance of a program to teach linguistics, because if you do not know the actual uh, construction of a language, right. you will never be able to be mm -hmm. either a good interpreter nor a good translator. Right. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. That's a, I absolutely agree. Yeah. So uh, can we move on yes, from the internship yes, so far? Okay. So our stakeholders are our potential employers, of course, professional associations, and uh, international standards organization and professional associations, uh, international professional associations. We have a program advisory board, uh, which has a lot of prominent companies. Uh, basically, all the companies that I mentioned before are on our advisory board, and they define the strategy. So I don't, uh, it, you know, at first, I kind of put up the program myself, but I always, when I want to change something, I always uh, get their advice, whether I need to change something or not and how and so on and so forth. And they were extremely supportive in moving it from advanced technical certificate to certificate level two and to associate degree because all professionals understand that people who interpret and translate need, need to have professional education to bring quality. Yes, I agree. Yeah. Okay. So now why professional education is so important is because so much is at stake. Health and life, legal issues, performance and safety, financial issues. And uh, we, uh, when we teach our students, we take into consideration demands of the profession, expectations of potential employers, standards and requirements and diverse student base because we have just everyone 
So it's a mixture of culture in our cultures in our program. Now, so what we do for quality, because this is what is extremely important, what we do for quality is uh, we have this end in mind that we need to provide high quality professional education in concert with non-academic providers, like in concert meaning in strategic partnerships, like with master's services, with tech trans, with Christ clinic. So it's always strategic partnership. They, it's not just we are doing something and just sending students to them. We get the feedback, they grade our students when they take their internship and so on. Also, use of technology, technological tools and infrastructure to support uh, our goals. Like we have academic partnerships with SDL, Deja Vu and Blilt. So SDL and uh, they all of them uh, do uh, translation memory, produce translation uh, memory software and machine translation. And we also promote interaction with professionals outside school, like webinars, conferences, a lot of our classes to, uh, in a lot of our classes, we just use modules and webinars with professionals. So we basically have this opportunity to invite them online and they talk to our students and they lecture them. So now uh, quality evaluation. I will just go very, very briefly here because we're kind of running of time. Yeah, uh, anyway, so uh, the, uh, our students learning outcomes are linked to competencies and processes uh, defined by the International Organization for Standardization. Why that? Because ISO is recognized everywhere in the whole world. And uh, in the United States, we really don't have comprehensive standards of this kind. We only have guidelines, not, not serious standards. And sometimes they are not on, on a national level. So basically what we do is we teach those competencies and we tell our students that wherever you are, it doesn't, it doesn't matter. You will fit into industry requirements in any country because these standards are recognized everywhere. Right. So, and we use special metrics to uh, uh, evaluate our students with uh, special rubrics. And now as for job perspective, so our graduates can work as an interpreter and translation, uh, translator in any country. For example, one of my graduates, uh, her husband was transferred to Scotland from Schlumberger. So she works there as an interpreter and just said, wow, same thing. And she had to take an, a qualification exam there. And she said, well, it's just what you taught us. Right. So mm -hmm. because and of the ISO. Absolutely, absolutely. So, and then according to the Bureau of Labor Statistics, the employment uh, in the United States of interpreters and translators is projected to grow by 29% by uh, 2024, much faster than the average for all occupations. And uh, employment growth is driven even, even with COVID and everything else is happening around, still nothing changes because people need translation and interpretation yes yes 
And the pay, so it's it's also statistics. I took it from the Bureau of Labor Statistics. So the median pay in 2018 was $45,000 uh, approximately in Texas uh, and uh, $43,000 in Houston. It depends on what you do because you can, the entry level is around $25 per hour, but you can, uh, one of our graduates is, um, her, her language is Romanian. So that's around $45 per hour. That's basic. And yeah. Right, so, yeah. Yeah. Finished. Wow. That, <laughs> Sorry, it took a little bit no, longer. <laughs> no, it's perfect. It was perfect. Um, one thing for those uh, who might be interested, who might be young, new, would you um, explain a little bit more about what is localization? Localization is when you when a company wants to. Let, let me give you an uh, easy example. Let's say Netflix. Netflix is basically selling its movies all over the world. So Netflix's website can be translated to many languages. Now, if it is just Google-powered translation, believe me, that is not very good. So machine, you know, machine translation is a reality of our life. And again, we teach our students uh, that as well. So yes, there is machine translation, but the human factor is there and will be very, very important still. Yes. So, and, and this, is, this is just an easy example. But let's say a company wants to promote its product to somewhere, to some other country with a different culture. And then what they need to do, it's not only the translator who will be doing that. There will be engineers and so on who will be working with their website. But what translator will do is translator will make sure that all the wording, all the concepts are the end user friendly, mm -hmm. that people will understand what the product is and they will want to buy it. Right. Sometimes, right. sometimes it's the same thing with advertisements, for example, you have to not to translate, you transcreate them because you need to uh, just to make it good All and understandable. Again. You need to break it yeah. and put it together again. Absolutely. Yes. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, it's like uh, simply so everybody can, uh, the ones that speak Spanish, I would say um, mm -hmm. that we all know, we all Spanish speakers know that there is a Spanish for South America, a Spanish for Central America and a Spanish for Spain. So completely and different. And what's good in Venezuela, not good in, in Mexico. There you go. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so that is localization. Absolutely. Um, mm -hmm. Beautiful presentation. I highly encourage anyone who has any interest in uh, interpreting and translating to check out the HCC website. We will leave also, all the information. Go ahead. Mm -hmm. Also, no, I just wanted to say, don't hesitate to email me. It's just natalia.noland at hccs.edu. Perfect. And we and will put all we that information that, yes. on, the, mm -hmm. on the post. Just don't hesitate saying, I heard you, I'm interested, and so on. So I always answer, always talk to potential students. You are so wonderful. No problem. You, I, I, when you called me, I just, I was, I told my husband, mm -hmm. I can't believe it. She called me. Um, so another 
thing that you're doing currently is um, you are the HITA president, the Houston Interpreters and Translators yes. Associa uh, Association mm -hmm. president. It's so important once you have finished, um, let's say, this associate's degree or your certificate to belong to an organization. Why? Okay. I have another presentation for that. Perfect. <laughs> Let's go ahead. <laughs> okay. So I will just uh, go to that one. Okay. Screen sharing has stopped, but I will start it again. This is a shorter one. <laughs> oh, that's not, no worry about it. I'm sure every, everyone seems interested in this. Okay. So, um, okay, show. Now, let me tell you a little bit about HITA and why HITA. So, uh, Houston Interpreters and Translation Association was established in 1993, not so long ago. And the purpose, the number one purpose, was to create a forum for individuals, businesses, and institutions interested in sharing their experience. So to pr another purpose is, uh, the second part is to promote the interests of translators and interpreters in Houston and surrounding areas. And to serve in cooperation with other regional and national organizations in recognizing translation and uh, translating and interpreting as professions. HITA is an affiliate of ATA, American Translations, uh, Translators Association. So we are not a chapter. We don't have anything, you know, financial and so on, but we are affiliated with them. Uh, another purpose uh, and another part of what HITA is doing, and that is particularly why I ran for president, was to educate to educate potential and current interpreters and translators through webinars, workshops, mentoring. But again, to, we need to underscore this, uh, this necessity to deliver quality services. Yes. Because there are a lot of translators and a lot of interpreters. Guys, not everyone is delivering unfortunately. Mm -hmm. So then the idea is to explain to potential translators and interpreters that if you are bilingual only, uh, you may maybe do something, but eventually you may fail. I don't say you will for sure fail, but you may fail. So, but once you learn the skills, your work becomes more enjoyable and you just feel happy because you deliver quality, quality service. And we don't want to turn into an, you know, an escort service, right? So we really want to be, to be of value. So then another group of people to be educated is professional translation interpretation companies because a lot of, you know, there is always a competition. Yes. And a lot of companies hire um, uh, not qualified interpreters, 
or translators who charge less. Mm -hmm. And this is how they try to, you know, make the competition. So what I did, for example, was, uh, again, with Veronica de Michelis, uh, this year, this January, we talked to Houston uh, risk managers and insurance people, explaining to them how important it is to understand which services you are buying. Okay. So that's another thing. Did and that understand? is so yes. So and that is actually that refers to the third part to employers, mm-hmm. to clients, right? So the clients need to know that it is not enough when the person knows two languages only. Now the professional translators and interpretations company need to know that they will risk, they will put their client at risk if they if they provide a, a translator or interpreter who is not as good as their client wants. So this type of education. Yeah. So, yeah. yes. So uh, that's another thing. Now, opportunities for members. So what can you do if you become a member? So you can network with other, others in our profession, which is, uh, you know, we will have Facebook, LinkedIn, and so on. It's also good to be in the in professional network. So to, for example, I am I started as a HITA member and then I joined ATA because again it's interesting. You get a lot of information. You get a lot of uh, you know newsletters, articles. You read blogs and you you kind of get the picture. Yes. Then uh, also, uh, we uh, being a member, so we can provide better services to our clients and we can help our businesses grow. Because when you list yourself on, in HITA directory, so the clients may see you and- uh, you Yes, absolutely, yes. absolutely. And the membership is $45 per year. Mm-hmm. Uh, and uh, in many cases, like for example, uh, right now, I mean, it, there was one webinar before and hopefully we will have another one uh, later on when uh, we are just offering them for free for members. Yeah. So um, it's either that, or if you are a member and the webinar still costs something, you get a lower, uh, a special lower, price. Uh, yes, yeah, special price for that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And yeah. about the uh, mentorship, I have a couple of things to say about, mm-hmm. about what you were mentioning. Mm-hmm. Um, I am a member of HITA, and the first time I went, I met and was very impressed with uh, who whom I didn't know at the time, uh, Miss Etta Trabin. Yes, oh, I she's took, wonderful. Mm-hmm. I, I, I took a translation class with her, Mm-hmm. We became, I can say, I think I can say friends, and, but along the, the class, the course, I learned so much besides what I, ha- I already knew. It's um, the quality of, um, that, that she has, the experience that she had over the years. And Eta Trauen is one of the uh, most senior interpreters, I would say, in the United States, probably, Absolutely. right? Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, and she's absolutely great. She's mm-hmm. wonderful. She has a lot of books. Um, right. Hopefully she one day can, can join us. But, and then I also met 
Christina Dobretsky, who was the one who helped me get into the legal work. Um, Christina Dvoretsky is my graduate. She's, I know, yeah, she's, yeah. Mm -hmm. she was, uh, she told me all about it. She really encouraged me. Mm -hmm. So what do you say about networking? It's crucial yes, for every absolutely. single professional. And as for mentorship, we are now setting up the mentorship program task force, not so far, task force, and uh, we are planning to, uh, again, Veronica the Michelist uh, just said that she will help us with, with that, uh, plus uh, Nora Palmer already volunteered to be in that uh, task force, and we are now looking for um, uh, other people who could join, and we could launch this uh, program. Beautiful. mentorship program. Do you have any type of plans to do what ATA is doing, which is, I believe, going to high schools and promoting? Um, well, actually, we are doing that. You do? Okay. Yeah. Okay, perfect. Yeah. So I, 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 I well, I am doing that uh, in the first place as an HCC uh, program coordinator, because uh -huh. I am, I go to schools every semester, each semester. Yeah, yeah, that is and also very yes. important for mm -hmm. everyone to get yeah. to know this profession. Yeah. Absolutely, absolutely. Awesome. I don't know if we have any more questions from the public, from the audience. I'm very excited. There are people watching us from my country, from Peru, from Mexico. Mm -hmm. I have a couple of people who, who might have an, um, I, I don't know where they are seeing us from, but hi, everyone. And I hope you're taking advantage of this. Um, I don't know if there is anything else that I I have forgotten to ask. Well, like I sometimes think, I go like, Ooh, like yeah. Uh -huh. <laughs> no, I think I think we have covered pretty much everything. And again, just uh, we need to put my uh, email. Oh, one. Yeah, uh, don't there. worry. Mm -hmm. I will. I will yeah. do it right after mm -hmm. this presentation. Mm -hmm. But mm -hmm. um, I guess. And that's not not hit a president, but the uh, HCC. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. um, how is this new normal pandemic playing on all this on you uh, as a as a creator of all these programs? You know, at first I was shocked. However, the more we are doing this, the more we learn, the better it becomes, because we now learned to record our lectures, now to do closed captions to edit those videos and so on and so forth. So basically we have prepared very good online classes and uh, we learned how to, uh, how to run a class, uh, just virtual class through WebEx or through Zoom. So, so yeah, so with us, with us, we, we haven't been uh, affected. And I don't think mm -hmm. you, you, the community, if, if we start searching, because there are options, it's not only this or that. It's a very wide, I mean, it's a globalized world. We can right. go back on that now, even right. if we cannot travel, we have the technology exactly. to be able to provide our services. So exactly. if anything, our job is going to get bigger and yeah. bigger and more and more demand. So I, I, you see. Yes, because there, there is now a service that doctors provide. That's the virtual doctor visit. Okay, so there is also, it's the same thing. I mean, virtual doctor visit with virtual interpretation. Why not? You need to learn 
mm-hmm. the skills that it takes and that's yes. what HCC I'm sorry HCC is here for that's what we're that's what we are doing mm-hmm. and we are always kind of we always watch what's going on in the industry how the standards change and so on so what demands are what skills the industry wants from their interpreters and translators and we always kind of tweak our programs towards that I kind of predict that translation and interpretation is about to take a main major role in the years to come due to what's happening right now. Yes, absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. Thank Because, you. you know, so yeah. just one, one short. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, people say, okay, so there is, for example, Skype gives you the function of machine translation. So, Now, there was this uh, meeting between uh, two people who were dating each other, and the guy tells the girl, what beautiful nails you have. Nails meaning nails, okay? So, and nail can also be a nail that you, you know, uh, it's kind of, you can hammer, right? So, and so therefore, uh, the... Um, Uh, and and Skype translated it as what beautiful nails meaning nails nails you have so that's always <laughs> it, it always happens I mean never, it can even happen in more even never, more yes. critical uh, uh-huh. uh, situations but right mm-hmm. I'm, I'm sorry for that <laughs> that's okay that's okay all right thank you so much Dr. Nolan yeah. it's been thank a pleasure you for having me Yes, and mm-hmm. uh, we'll put all the information when this is over. Take right. care, everyone. Uh-huh. Thank you for watching Thank us. Thank you. I hope-